0: I have failed in certain
1: scenarios in my business life and in
0: my professional life, excuse me, my personal life, because I've not asked for help. Right. And I don't know, again, I don't know the genesis of that. I don't know why, because I remember in my 20s, I was fearless, yo. Like, you couldn't tell B anything. Like, I was going to go get mine, and I was going to go get mine no matter what. Hi, beautiful people. Welcome to Live at the Hive with Bren Herrera, a new podcast that explores all the things that make us more present, more grateful, and more impactful in our homes and communities. You know, the things we're all buzzing about. We're here to laugh, we're here to inspire, we're here to have a conversation and explore all the ways in which we can be greater versions of ourselves. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your girl, your host, Bren Herrera. Lover of all things that make us go, hmm. What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to Live at the Hive. I'm your girl, B. I cannot tell you guys how excited I am that you are back with me after my very intentional break. If you were with me in the last episode, you might remember that I had a really constructive conversation with my boy, Delvin and that was back in December and then things got really crazy my sister got married Christmas New Year's we went out of the country to celebrate her new man's birthday and then just as I thought I was gonna reclaim my life on January 7th God was like yeah girl we're gonna slow you down for a minute and I rolled my ankle on January 8th which took me out for three weeks so For those of you who can see me, my boy Alan here, I'm wearing shoes for the first time after three weeks and I'm so excited.
2: You're back. I'm
0: back. So it's exciting because not only am I back in the physical form, but I'm back in a really great mental space. So, though the break was very intentional and my ankle rolling incident was not intentional, the beauty and benefit of that was that it forced me to sit down and sit still for a minute, be reflective. And kind of recenter myself. So while it was inconvenient and uncomfortable, it was a welcomed opportunity to woosa mm. and
2: come back. Yeah, I think we all I think we all need those force force breaks. Yeah,
0: for sure. So again, you guys, I'm so glad that you're back with me. I hope that your holiday break was amazing. That your new year was not just delicious and sexy and fun, but also an opportunity for you to reflect. And we've got so much coming up. 2020 January February I've got all these amazing episodes lined up but today because you know how I can do I can get real chatty and my guest is one of my absolute favorite people in the world I think I said that about Eddie but you'll you'll know why Alan is on the top of that list in a moment Uh, but you know how it goes here at Live at the Hive we are going to start today's episode with a thought that I hope you'll carry with you and it'll kind of cement The whole tone for today's episode, which is in homage to Kobe Bryant, Gigi Bryant, and the other seven souls who perished last week. So it goes like this We're not on this stage just because of talent or ability. We're up here because of 4 a.m. We're up here because of a two a days, because of five a days. We're up here because we had a dream that let nothing stand in our way. If anything tried to bring us down, we used it to make us stronger. Kobe Bryant said that at the Espies when he was receiving the Icon Awards. So again, we're going to use that quote by the late great legend Kobe Bryant to kind of cement our episode for today. And you guys know how this goes. I do soapboxing, which is my standard signature um, segment, which is a lot of fun, and I'll bring Alan back to do that. But today, again, we're going to focus on Kobe. We're going to... Spend the next 45 minutes talking about the Mamba mentality and hashtag girl dad. Mm. So without further ado, let me introduce you guys to my homeboy, Alan Johnson. What up, world?
2: What up, Brent?
0: Oh, my gosh. You guys, we're actually taping this episode today because I want to introduce you guys to Alan. I want you guys to see who he is, get to know him personally, intimately, and become one of his fans and even customers and clients down the road. Um, but Alan and I I'm not even going to read Alan's bio because I know this guy like my brother for sure we came into George Mason where we're actually recording today many many years ago he'll tell you his age I'm not going to do all that so we came in together at George Mason through a program called EIP actually the summer program right? correct correct and uh, man it was like sisterhood brotherhood at first sight yep for sure yep and we've just been rocking since
2: um Man, I remember the first day I met you. Um, And as a country boy, country boy, y'all. Right, country boy. Charlottesville, Virginia. Yep, who came from um, a place with not a whole lot of diversity um, to be smacked in the middle of, like, arguably the most diverse college campus in the United States was just my eyes were just wide open. And one of the first people I met, I, I met you, and I didn't know what you were. Like, I didn't know whether you were black, what you're like, I didn't know, like, until you told me um and a beautiful thing that i that 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 i remember about you is you just embodied so much culture mm. like it wasn't just one it just just wasn't uh just it just wasn't cuban it wasn't just black it was just whole essence and man that was like my foray into in, into into mason and and so many life lessons that came from just meeting people from different walks of life and for, for many years to circle back around to having this conversation about um, uh, about about a, a person that I admired, sure, um, and I think a lot of things, a lot of qualities that we've we didn't even know we had with Kobe. Um, you know, we're starting to see so right. so many things that align with what he was and what he what he was about. I'm super excited to be here. Right.
0: So the, the the interesting thing is I'm I'm learning in my life that my life is so purposed. And so there's this alignment that I don't see in the moment. Mm -hmm. But if I sit back and reflect, like with my ankle in the last three weeks, I'm able to say, man, God really does look out. And, you know, one of the things that Alan and I, and I'll, I'll introduce him formally in a moment, but one of the things that I absolutely adore and respect and value about Alan and my friendship with you is that he and I have always been aligned right we've been apart for years because I live in Atlanta and he's has a, an amazing beautiful family and a wildly successful thriving business um but when I was deciding that this was the week to come back to live at the hive and I was trying to figure out what my subject was going to be and then it was like it's got to be about Kobe and honoring and celebrating his life because I see so much of me as a woman in the way that he operates but few people get that about me. So I was like, who can really speak to that? And I was like, duh, Alan. (laughs) Like, oh my God, like if nobody else in my life, both in my professional and personal life, like Alan personifies, for me anyway, that entire concept and mentality of the Mamba mentality. So without further ado, again, Alan Johnson. He is one of Virginia's DMV area elite real estate agents. You've been in the game for like, what, eight, 15, 18 Eighteen, years? 18, 18 years. years, 18 years, um, thriving entrepreneur. He's got over 60 investment properties.
2: Well, we, well, we sold, okay. So in 2019, we sold uh $63 million worth of real estate.
0: But your personal investments, like your per, personal, like we, yeah, property but, investments. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. We
2: got, you know, between here and central Virginia, we yeah. got probably, I think we're, we're, we're at about 50 doors, okay. 50 doors.
0: And uh, married Crystal, just a beautiful, mm. beautiful queen. God, your wife is amazing. I blessed up. You, you, bro, <laughs> you totally blessed up. Um,
2: Which I met her here on campus.
0: Yeah, for sure. So another reason why this all just worked out. Alan, obviously, is a brother. He's a husband, a father. He used to hoop here at yep. Mason. Yeah. And uh, just a, and just just that grind, just that natural, organic grind where you don't even have to. You don't even have to bring it out of him. It just It's organically there. Um, he just published a book, which I'm really excited about. I can't wait to read it. He just dedicated it to me. Uh, 50 Things Your Real Estate Agent Should Tell You But Probably Won't by Alan Johnson. So if you're in the market or thinking about getting into the market, like myself, uh, pick up his book. We'll share all those details at the
2: end of the show, but man, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Been working in the lab, grinding, you know. Grinding it out. 4 a.m.s. That's how that book came about, right?
0: Yeah. So so we're going to get into that real quickly. The whole, again, mama mentality. One of the conversations that I had with Alan last year, with which really, and he, you don't even know this, but started shifting or reshifting my personal life, but also more importantly, my work life. Because I work from home and I have that flexibility of being able to get up whenever, if I stay up until two, whatever. And I get up around six every day, routinely, I get up at six, I'm at my desk by seven, sometimes 6.45, but you and I had a conversation one night, we were trying to coordinate getting together the next day, and you're like, well B, hit me up whenever because I'm up at four. And I was like, damn, Alan gets up at four? And then you said, yeah, you know, Crystal gets up, the girls get up, but that's between four and six is when I have me time to be able to write, to be able to think, to be reflective, and just kind of have me time to meditate, to worship, whatever those things that Alan needs to do for himself before the actual grind gets started. Right. And I've not been able to yet get up at four, but for sure, that conversation you and I had, I think it was via text, started for me the whole mental process of owing it to myself, right? right? To give myself the time. Yes, I'm not married. I don't have kids at home, but I have obligations, right. right? But that time to be able to just say, hey, nothing else matters right now but me and my mind and my, my unity with God, whatever it is for you that that is.
2: Um, yeah. yeah, the funny thing is that I didn't even know I had the Mamba mentality until he said it. that's what it was for him. And, you know, that those two hours in the morning, I, I always called it Allen University, mm. right? So when you're in school, I think, and, and it's ironic that we're here back at George Mason, I think the dynamic thing that most college students don't understand, in school you are basically learning how to learn right you, you you want to over the four years or five years, whatever you spend here, you want to learn how you learn best. So for me, um, that four am is, is is that th- those two hours are really like the time when I can best learn the way I need to learn. Mm. Um, so for me, it's meditation. It's drinking a bunch of water. It's getting into the Bible. It's reading. I know that my capacity for reading and really focusing is about 20 pages, you know, at, at any given sit. Um, so I'll read about 20 pages every day, uh, five days a week. Mm. Yeah, five days a week. Um, and then I'll write. Um, and, you know, during the time when I was, you know, getting ready to write the book, I knew I needed to set aside two of those days to writing towards the book. So it was that dedicated half an hour, um, two days a week that got me to the process of finishing the book within about a year. Um, And then I work out. Um, So, you know, for me, that gets me aligned with what I need to do and how I need to show up for the people that I love. Um, So for me, the mama mentality is about what do you need in your life? to align you properly, mm-hmm. to live the best for not only yourself, but for those people that you care about and that thing that you care about. Kobe's happened to be basketball. Right. For me, it happens to be real estate. Real estate, real estate. It happens to be family. So my mentality is about how do I show up best for those things? Um, and I think when you start to do a little bit of self-reflection about like what's important to you, you need to start setting aside some time to developing what the skills that you need to develop. So for so Col- for Kobe, it was shooting. It was it was it was dribbling. It was working out. Well, for me, it is working out. For me, it is clarity. For me, it is writing. For me, it is leadership. For me, it is business practice. They are uh, business practices. So at any given time of my year or any given time of my life, those priorities may shift. Right. But that time won't shift. That that dedicated time for me getting Allen right. And if you really think about it, just add it up. you have 2 hours 5 days a week, that's 10 10 hours a uh, 10 hours a week, a week right? times 4 hour a uh, four, 4 weeks out of the month That's 40 hours. Yeah. Who's developing themselves? Who's spending like a work week a work week developing themselves? A week. Right. Kobe was, right? Alan is, right? It, it, it is 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 your dream worth like spending a work week on it? And you know, I, I think people need to kind of self-reflect and if you want to be great, you know, what's the sacrifice? For me, it's two hours a day, you know, and when I break but I, it I don't up,
0: even consider that a sacrifice. That's just kind of it's necessary. You know, a, a sacrifice is something that you, you wanna do, but you just really can't do. And there's so many quotes I have been reading over the last couple of days that just really to your point, I didn't even know that I had that mama mentality either. And right. I've seen just in watching so many of his interviews and the way that he operates I'm like, I know that I have that. Like that's how I op- at least that's how I think. Yes, for sure. And I may not be for everybody. just like Kobe was not for everybody. You may not have been a fan of his game or a fan of even him, but I think you had to walk away respecting his mind
2: for sure and respecting his greatness, yeah,
0: absolutely. So for you, with respect to so we know that Kobe's was ball and 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 the court and his mastery of the game. and he was, in love with the game like he i mean if you know kobe's brand kobe said he was obsessed with winning um did you know that real estate was going to be for you like how did you get to that point because you i mean i've seen i've seen your business grow and i've seen you evolve as a 17 year old kid when we first came in to now you know a husband a father entrepreneur businessman etc but did you know at what point did you know that real estate was going to be that passion call for you where you were going to throw yourself in it and learn the game and win at it? Cause you are, you're winning, right?
2: Right. 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 Yeah. Um, so I don't know if at a young age, I knew that real estate was going to be my lane, but I knew I got energy from people. Right. And I knew that I wanted to get paid for getting energy from people. And uh, my first job out of school, well, first I, I, we promoted parties here on campus I remember right, right? promoted so that's the people remember those that's, CDs right CDs remember, right? Those CDs? F- remember when we used to hand out flyers yep. that's how we got information out back mm-hmm. in the day so handing out flyers had a great time doing that made no money right in fact lost money right. doing it but I met all these great people and just had just the energy of people like filled me up and then my first job out of college uh was a was a desk job and it crush me like every day I got up it was literally soul crushing I could not sit in the cubicle I'm not the type of person that gets energy off of like being isolated so the job I went to get after that was at a car dealership and um, oh my god I've
0: totally yep, forgot about that yep
2: in Fairfax Yep, my mom was livid right my was mom she really? was like she was pissed she said look you got a uh you got a four-year degree it took you five years, right? And you're going to go work for a used car dealership. And in my dad's infinite wisdom, he said, this is the best thing that is going to ever happen to to you, right? right?" And I spent two years there, made a lot of money. What ended up happening was I worked so much that I didn't have time to spend money. So when you go stacking it up, exactly. When you go into a new business, you need that cushion, you need that margin. And for me to be able to have that margin saved up Just allowed me to walk into real estate really like focused on being the best agent I could be. Right. Um, And, you know, I think I want to say maybe about my first month in, I'm sitting at my house. I've already gone to the gym. I'm like, I'm about to sell my first house. I was like, this is it. Like this. Oh, is, you had that
0: feeling. Like the, it just, oh, this yeah. is
2: this is that moment. Like I am in. I'm 100. percent It was probably a student that I met here from Mason. I'm 100 in my. In, you know, in my zone, in my lane. I can see this being a career for a long, long time. And uh, I just went about the business of just working. Like the same work ethic I took. You know, I had in basketball. The same work ethic I had in every other space. The same work ethic I saw my dad have owning his business. Right. I just applied it to what I what I did what I was going to do. And you know. It, it's funny we underestimate what can happen over a long period of time. We live in a microwave culture, where we want to we want to see the results in a year. We want to see the results in two years. Like, what if you really dedicated excellence, your pursuit to excellence over ten years? Right. That's the difference. Well, that's
0: with, the marathon, right? That's yeah. the difference between right. being good and, and being, being great. great. Right.
2: Right. And people don't understand. They're not willing to. They're not willing to. to Give them sp- the, the 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 beautiful thing about giving yourself the space is you take the pressure off. Like you don't have to do it in a year.
0: So I so it's such a great point because I I beat myself up. Alan I mean you know me well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I live in that space of beating myself up for not doing X Y Z yet. Right? Like I've been on I've been working for myself for twelve years, and I'm so thankful and I'm so grateful, but I've not had the success that I feel I should have had by now right mm-hmm. you know yes i have a book i'm so thankful that i've got a book that i was got published and i've been on a book tour all over the country and i've worked with j-lo and tyson beckford and i mean i've, I've done great work right somebody else might be like be really successful right and by all accounts yeah i'm successful like i've done some really great shit on my own mm-hmm. right no one's helped me get here but i beat myself up instead of giving myself that that cushion or that that time to focus on my excellence and say, hey, you're really great at this, let's work on this, and give myself the time to actually build that and celebrate it versus getting so caught up in, I haven't done this yet, or yeah. this isn't as good as it could be, but it's but it's good. So how, how do you resolve that?
2: Um, I call it the space of grace, mm. right? So I just need that space to grow, right? I need that space to make mistakes. I need that space to change my mind Right. I need that space to to cultivate myself. I need that space to develop the relationships that are necessary to grow. Um, And if you really I I always I I think back and it's funny um, to all the great basketball players that I played with and they were superstars, megastars. Right. And they always peaked early, like Mm. their best part of their life was when they were bouncing that basketball. Right. Right? When the fans were out there and that was in their teens in their in their early 20s. I know that I want that gratitude later in life. So I don't mind being a late bloomer. I don't I I, I don't want to spark early. I want to spark late. I, I don't want like the 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 crescendo of my life to be during the, my 18-year-old to my 24-year-old right. time frame.
0: But is that is that because you you value the journey? Like you value those lessons learned as you continue to evolve and as you continue to grow.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think Kobe talked about it. Kobe talked about the journey of 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 greatness and and appreciate. Most people are afraid of failure, and he if you listen to his interviews, he consistently talks about when he. There was an interview. He said. Uh, he said uh, the interviewer said, "Hey, Kobe, what, how do you feel about failure?" He said, "It's great." He said because I get a chance to recalibrate. Right. I get a chance to figure out what's good. I get a chance to figure out what's bad. I get a chance to to self-assess. I get a chance to do it better, better the next time. You know, and if you're not if you're not comfortable making mistakes, then you're never going to be comfortable with the process of being successful and being great. Um, And we beat ourselves so much in those mistake phases that we don't understand it. That's just part of the process. As part of getting to where you want to go and getting and growing how you need to grow to become ultimately what God wants you to be.
0: Yeah, I think for me, I, ha- I had that moment, I think late 2018, where I was like, OK, I'm going to allow myself to make these mistakes mm-hmm. and not beat myself up over it. Because things happen. Mistakes happen. And the only way that you can get better and even assess where you are and where you want to go is by having failed, mm-hmm. honestly.
2: what is the? I got a question for you. Yeah. Uh, when, is the, when, when was the last time that you failed? right oh god right and then what was the lesson (laughs) what was the lesson that you learned from that failure
0: Yo, I feel like I fail every day I feel like I fail every day like work-wise or or my personal life either one hmm I I genuinely feel like I fail every day in, in that perhaps I didn't love the way that I could have loved a person so for me, that was a failure because mm-hmm. I, I woke up with the intention, right, of doing better by that person or doing better by the situation. And I didn't. So for me, that was a personal failure. Um,
2: and what did you learn?
0: To be graceful to myself,
2: mm-hmm.
0: for sure. To be graceful to myself and that I still need to do that tomorrow. hmm. Not abandon it. Just because I didn't do it today and I didn't accomplish it today, it doesn't mean abandon it. It doesn't mean abandon myself and my effort. It just means I got to stay on top of it and make it happen tomorrow. Correct. Right? So, But grace, really grace, because I, I tend to beat myself up in my personal life, and my professional life, and I'm am I'm a I'm a people person, right? Like I thrive off of people. I love being around people. I'm a hugger. Like I'm a touchy-feely person. Mm-hmm. So when I don't have that because I work from home, I, I suffocate myself, and then I, be, I tend to beat myself up because I don't have that support system around me saying, "Hey, you got this, or you can do it." Woo, woo, woo. So I'm learning to extend grace to myself in those in those moments of failure. My, I would say my biggest failure, yeah, I can articulate this now, is not asking for help.
1: Mm.
0: I have a really tough time asking for help, and I don't know where I don't know the genesis of that. So I'm I'm, I'm working through that, right? I'm working very intentionally on asking for help I can't do it all but I've been doing it all by myself right and I've I have failed in certain scenarios in my business life and in my professional life excuse me my personal life because I've not asked for help right and I don't know again I don't know the genesis of that I don't know why because I remember in my 20s I was fearless yo like you couldn't tell B anything like I was gonna go get mine and I was gonna go get mine no matter what if it meant The reason I got to UVA was because I called that dean of admission three times. I was like, oh, no, sir. I'm not going to be on that wait list for more than five weeks. And he was like, well, Bren, this is, I'm like, I'm not going to stay on this wait list. Like, I'm going to graduate from University of Virginia. And I drove down. there. I was 18 years old. Wow. And so, I can't remember. I think his name was Larry. I can't remember his last name, Dean, whatever. But uh, God bless him. He was like, all right, young lady. He's like, you are persistent. There we go. And there it is, right? So, I'm, I'm. Life teaches you things and life has its ebbs and flows. So in short, or the long form answer to your question is I would say that my failure has been not asking for help when I've needed it. So I'm, I'm learning to just step outside of myself and say, if I want to be great, I need to recognize that there are these shortcomings and I need to ask for help.
2: Yeah, it's um, the shift for me in 2018. Um, we as, as high achievers, we always mm. want to solve the problem. Always, always. We want to solve the problem and the journey to solving the problem is us like self like thinking ourselves into circles, like thinking ourselves to my freaking brain hurts. And like I'm doing all these scenarios and I realize that instead of seeking a what, all of my solutions could be solved by seeking a who, who. seeking a who, who. right, Right? finding someone who can help me. So it may be someone that could just give me clarity. It could be someone that I could ask a question. And, you know, Kobe, if you think about the interviews that he's been talking the interviews that they, and I'm so glad he's got this, like, database of just. Gems. Like, oh, oh my man, gosh. just yeah. stuff you that's going to yeah. live on through, like, the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years, is he always seeked guidance yeah he always he talked to michael jordan about greatness he talked to other players about how they defended certain schemes he talked to when he was going into his business you know into his next business venture to other business owners and business leaders and ceos that had been there and they were so surprised that this person was that was so great would call them would call them right and ask them these questions but kobe understood that like the reason why he's great is because he's willing to go seek someone who's been there before and he can use their experience. He can use their resources. He can use their wisdom and their guidance to not, it may not shorten your path, but it'll give you clarity on your path. Yeah.
0: You can streamline it, right? You can cut out the fat where it needs to go. I was watching one of the interviews. And to that point, he said, you know, I would sit there and just, I would sit and ask questions after the game, before the game, when it was all done, I did forty points. I still wanted to know because I I didn't get what I wanted to get out of that game, right. and I just needed to know. So I would ask questions. And so now, in his businesses, in his enterprises, he was saying that because I think he was doing movie production yep. and stuff like that. Um, he's like, I would call up Oprah. He's like, I would talk to Gwyneth Paltrow. He was having a conversation with her. And I can't remember which other actress he mentioned, but he's like, I would call these people and I would ask questions because I don't I'm not. a. He's like, I didn't go to film school. I don't know production schedules. I don't know directing, but I'm in this process now of of producing films and directing films. And I need to tap into people who do know. So, Mm. you know, you got to get out of self. You got to get out of your way. You know, self has to get out of the way sometimes in order to tap into those resources and those people who are not just full of 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 uh, information, but who also are willing to help you, and I don't feel like everyone's always willing to help. But it's on you to at least find out.
2: Right, right. For sure. Kobe talked about the uh, the qu- the questions he would never ask about anything other than their process. Mm. So, like, how what was the process, process of the okay. way that you guarded this person? Like, what was the process? How did you get to the thought process of what's the best way to defend them? How what's the most effective way to do this? And I think when we start to ask questions about people's process and start to understand that we 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 don't need to focus on the outcome, we need to focus on what is their thought process as to how they got to their outcome, and that's what those are where the gems are. That's the stuff that gives that gives me a lot of clarity, and those are the things that that um you know that 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 i think have made me a a better business owner the most.
0: Yeah, it's not a, it's not a matter of shortcuts. It's again the tools, right? The tools that help you for that clarity, make better decisions, yep. right? That's why i'm like making better decisions every single day. Yep. And a lot of times that is having a conversation with somebody outside of your own space that can say, "Hey, i'm from the outside looking in. This is where i see you could use some clarity if you will." Right. Um Let's talk about the whole hashtag girl dad. Mm. So you guys, so Alan has two beautiful daughters. And one of the things, and I meant to say this a a little earlier. So one of Alan's routines, and if you follow, I mean, mean, you're my friend, so I don't need to follow you. But when I follow Alan on social, Alan works out every day. And he posts this picture of his face all sweaty. And he's (laughs) like, this is the face of three miles run. Or this is the face of five miles run. Or this is the face of exhaustion. But I still ran my two miles. That's right. So... I appreciate that because there's consistency in that. There's a routine and it's part of your uh, personal development, if you will. But just as much as you pour into your family dynamic, excuse me, into your business and growing AJ Realty, you pour into Crystal and in your two daughters. And I I mean, on Facebook, I see you consistently tell people, y'all got to take vacation, like shut it all down. Take your family on vacation, take your whatever the case is, break away from your Day to day obligations because guess what that work's going to be there anyway, right? Um, and you said once I think one of your client picnics a couple of years ago you and I had a sidebar conversation and you said my business started blowing up when I got Crystal involved mm-hmm. like when I put my wife in the in the picture um, because she understood X Y Z. I say that to say or to ask from the from the husband father perspective, how do you? manage being a girl dad because you have only women in your house. Yeah. And you are an alpha male. Yeah. For sure.
2: At least I was an alpha male. Oh you, you <laughs> are
0: I still see you as an alpha male. Yeah.
2: Um so I grew up um with it was the opposite. So it was me, and my dad, and my brother, Jared, and, and right, then my mom. Right. Um and now There's right, so three it's,
0: boys and three now men f- no, and yeah. now
2: it's flipped. Um and I manage it by um just being there. Like, I think so many times we just try to, like, so many people try to figure out relationships. Like, they're trying to think of the best way to love someone. Like, the best way for me to love my kids is to be there with right. them. Right. Like, Presence. Be just,
0: present, man. Just, just to be, be there present. and
2: just to, like, appreciate present, them. So as they get older, I got a six-year-old and I have a, a soon-to-be nine-year-old. Happy birthday, Sydney. Happy
1: um, birthday, If you Sydney. hear this, sweetheart. Sure. Um,
2: Is just uh, just being there and just appreciating them, like just being like being the man that that I hope that they want to marry one day. Um, And that man is um, is a man that that listens Um, is a man that that I'm I'm big on touch. So I'll grab him by the back of their ear. I'll grab him by the back of their ear. I want my kisses. You know, I want to um, I want to be there for devotion at night um i want them to see me loving their loving their mother Your mom, right um i want them to to see me um
0: y'all alan's funny real quick <laughs> <laughs> on facebook alan will just drop these little gems about you got to make time to,
2: to have sex <laughs> you, right you have, we you get have busy. <laughs> you got to make time for that we, we get busy um it's crazy um but
0: oh my gosh i'm so sorry Little brother's here. Yo, this is this is the crazy thing.
2: Crystal's little Crystal's little brother is a freshman at Mason. He's, he's Justin. A, ooh, sorry, Justin. Justin I know you're an,
0: Are you an adult yet? How old are you, Justin? 19.
2: Oh my he's, God. He's an adult. Crystal, I'm so sorry, girl. Listen, sorry, sis. Listen, listen. That's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man. But um, yeah, it's, it's 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 just being there. It's just being present. It's just being like um, I don't know, man. Um, I don't want to miss it. Right. I don't want to miss it. And I'll and,
0: tell you this: as a woman, as a grown woman with a sister. And a father um that's one of the most important things your daughters will take away when they're adults and they're dating and they're married like my daddy was there it'll completely unequivocally shape who they are as women and how they deal with men right and what they expect out of men and what they demand out of a relationship and the love that they pour into you know their husband so you being present and being intentional about your presence is Dinero.
2: So, so during that um during that two during those that two hour time frame, uh, twice a week I set aside time to write in a journal mm-hmm. to my girls. So um I, it's a one pager and it's a journal that I plan to give them um, when they turn eighteen and okay. they go off to college. So even if I'm not there, right every day, they can open a page in a journal and it's a lesson that I've written about. So the last last uh, the last lesson I wrote was actually about how do you find Uh, How do you find a partner? How do you find a boyfriend? Right. And I think sometimes like we're going through the process like we are going through it and we'll forget about it. So for me, it was very important for me to journal it and write it out while I was thinking about it, because God's time is always the best time. And it's going to be when they are like a conversation that they might not have. The, they might not be comfortable talking to me about that they're going to flip the page open right. and it's going to be there. Um, so, you know, what are you documenting for your kids mm. right now? What are you documenting for your girls that if something were to happen, that they would have enough life lessons and, 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 and enough of, a, of, of what your, thought, what your thoughts That's and your right. feelings were about key things in their life. So I'm going to challenge your, I'm challenge, um, your listeners uh, to journal to, the, to, to someone that you love. Um, and, and 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 watch how God's going to teach you through those lessons, but also watch how he's going to bless them when it's time to give it to
0: them. So I have, I have a question with respect to that. Like, how do you deal with, like, if Crystal has a, because Crystal was a, a her, she's still her dad's daughter, but she was a girl at one point. When you see your relationship with Crystal and your relationship with the girls and the girls' relationship with Crystal, when there's a problem that needs to be kind of hashed out or ironed out between you and Crystal, Mm -hmm. and it just it could be superficial, right, nothing major, but a preference of yours, hey babe, can you blah blah blah, how do you handle that in front of the girls so that you show the girls that it's important that both mommy and daddy's perspective be heard and not dismissed, and you're teaching, it's a teachable moment for them, this is how mom responded, this is how dad responded, or this is how mom approached daddy, this is how dad reacted to mommy.
1: Yeah,
2: respectfully. Um, yeah. I think you know I, I never saw my parents yell at each other right They definitely disagreed with each other for sure um, but we Hi, mom and dad Johnson. Yeah, it's been forever yeah um, I never I never saw them yell you know I, I, I saw them have some really really tough conversations and I think it's important for our kids to see us have tough conversations. Um, and be, you know, some things are just aren't, aren't for their ears. Like we just need that needs to be a conversation that we have um, in the bed at night or at lunch or at dinner. Um, but 99 of percent of the things we can have those conversations. And I know that I am crafting the way that they are going to communicate with their husband. Right. So I want to make sure that they understand that they need a mate that they can they can have a conversation with. They're the, you don't need to yell at them. Right. You can you can talk it out and you can like, you, you know, it's OK for us to disagree. Right. Like just because like you got a, a, a way of thought and I have a way of thought. We don't have to come to an agreement as to. For sure. 100. It's cool. like right. It's OK for us to disagree. Yeah, we're
0: individuals. like It's
2: OK. Listen, we live in a society where people get mad for people that have different opinions. Right, right. I, like we get pissed off and we end up not being friends. And 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 how many great relationships would you know just because we disagree could be salvaged if we just like handled you know. You know,
0: I I I I I love that because I, you know me, Alan. I'm a I'm a alpha female, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna let you know what's on my mind always respectfully. At least my perp, my intention is to always let you know respectfully. But we don't have to agree, but just because I bring something to your attention doesn't make you wrong. I mean, it doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make me a wrong or bad person because I bring it to your attention. We can legitimately disagree and keep it moving. Like, right. I'm just letting you know how I feel about something. And then, you know, you can manage it or not, but there's no love loss. Nope. It's just, hey, this is what it is. Let's have a conversation. I can I can appreciate that. I mean, I my parents, well, you know my parents, I mean, they've been married forever and ever and ever, and I never... I've never seen my parents yell and scream at each other either. For sure, they've had disagreements. And for sure, there have been moments of like, oh, my God. But always in a, in a tender way of dealing with each other and respectful way of saying, hey, this is not the way that this needs to go down. But for you, because you have girls, I will support and reiterate that it's so crucially important in how you convey that information in front of them. Because right. they will always remember that, for sure. No doubt. Just like you remember how your parents didn't fight. They'll do the same,
2: and I think my wife does a, a wonderful job of making sure that if I do say something that's not communicated properly, especially in front of the little girls, that she's given a lot of clarity around it. Like she's got my back in the way that that they, that they the, know, the final right. thought that goes into their mind, she's clarifying it. And I think we need to, as in relationships, we need to have each other's back, right? If you want a successful relationship and you let me walk out of this, this, say you let me walk out of this interview and I said something that could be possibly construed as being like racist or something stupid. Like if you're not my friend, if you don't like, clarify help right. clarify to your audience that that's you know I, let me clarify this right, let me get right, this right. right well in relationships it's the same way we we we, we got to cover each other like she's got to make sure that she I, all right look i know you heard this but this is what daddy met and this is what it means right. and she's you know and she knows that i'm gonna slip up <laughs> I'm, I'm not perfect you know and i know she's gonna slip up but if we can cover each other now You know now Now you're building each other up. Yeah, Yeah. we're communicating properly, and we're making sure that that it gets conveyed. You know, to very tender ears that are going to to hang on a lot of what you say.
0: On that note, I appreciate you being an awesome husband. So yeah, we didn't do soapboxing today, guys, because I wanted to spend this time talking about that mamba mentality and how Alan personifies it, how entrepreneurs like ourselves personify it, and how we could use it not just for our business practice, but our personal practice at home with our family, with our friends, our loved ones, where we literally do the best that we can every single day and challenge ourselves, right? Through sacrifice, through better decision making, through better choices, through love, through action. Um, so we'll 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 transition out of the mama mentality conversation, um, leaving you with that thought to kind of how do you embody that in your life? And I think we all have it in us. You just got to tap into it. And be willing to let other people show you that you have it. So I expect you, Alan, to call me out like, sis, you know, this could be better. Or good for you for doing it this way. Yeah. Or, you know, celebrate each other's wins, too. Because I think that's so important to yep. remind people that we. I see you. Like, I see you doing great things. And your potential is so much broader, so much wider.
2: Yeah, I think, I think that's what was so hurtful, like, about Kobe's passing was that we celebrated – him as a as a as a basketball player, but all the good stuff that he was doing after, like no one really knew about. We didn't get an opportunity to celebrate that. Right. Right.
0: But and the beauty I, in is that the, that we we get to now. And while I, he was here, though. Yeah, like, I know. I get that get for sure. It. But I I feel not. But however, I think the beauty in it is that look at um, look how many people have come together and are now researching that mentality and hopefully right right will be more contemplative about it we'll pause to think we'll do better and we'll apply that to our lives because it's now been so magnified and now we are learning who Kobe Bryant the human was not the ball player you know he spent 25 of his years in front of our faces and in our living rooms right, right? um I, I mean I'm crushed like I still wake up like this is unbelievable that thing me. hurt it, that, yo
2: that thing hurt
0: for like, me as a as a I, I like I said as a, as a as a daughter and at, at at 13, I had a very similar relationship with my dad, the way that she, he had with Gigi. Yeah. So it, there's so many parallels for me that just have shaken me to the core. And again, I think a lot of us are also just kind of conflicted with in the manner in which he died, right? Like he was doing all the right things. All the right things. And then, you know, but... God has a time for everybody. Listen,
2: and you listen, you, and you got no choice. No about choice about the time, so you better live your life. You better life, live your life right now.
0: You better live your life. All right. So we pay homage to Kobe and Gigi and the seven other beautiful souls who perished. Um, we'll continue to live that life, man, and do better every day. Right. So you've not been on my show before. No, I have not. You've not. So I'm gonna throw this little gem at you. So I'm a, I'm a word geek. Like I love words, love, 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 love words, and one of the things that I do for myself is try to learn two to three new words a day okay. outside of my vocabulary right. and it's funny how people will respond when I use certain words like oh you got those big words but I mean they're just words in the dictionary I just we limit ourselves right right um, so I was going to find an Italian word since Kobe lived in Italy, grew up there and spoke fluent Italy and big ups to him for just being so multilingual and talk about cultured, right? Yeah. Man, I saw an interview that he did in Spanish and I was like, that's right. And I love how he says Latina. Mm. My wife is Latina and not Latina.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I appreciate that. He and understands
2: the subtle nuances.
0: For sure. He right. was very nuanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He would. his daughter's Natalia, not Natalia, yep. you know, Gianna, Gianna, not Gianna. Like, you know, I just, I appreciate that out of anybody. Um, so word of the day. Okay. I've got a word of the day. I'm going to throw it at you, and you got 20 seconds to use it in a sentence.
2: Right? You, can, you can give me the definition? Uh, yeah, of course, for okay, sure. got
0: it. So the word of the day, parvenu, P-A-R-V-E-N-U. The definition goes like this. One that has recently or suddenly risen to an unaccustomed position of wealth or power and has not yet gained the prestige, dignity, or manner associated with it. Parvenu. Parvenu. Want me to repeat the
2: definition? Please. Okay.
0: One that has recently or suddenly risen to an unaccustomed position of wealth or power, and has not yet gained the prestige, dignity, or manner associated with it. You got twenty seconds. Go. Twenty
2: seconds go. Um, man, this is uh, this is pretty tough. And it's funny. Is I'm an English major um, mm-hmm. at George Mason, and I wrote a book. Um, but. Um, um, I have not. I feel like the book is just at its impetus. It's just at the beginning, um, which to me sounds like the word parvenu, right? So it's 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 there. It's 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 almost. It's almost. You know. It's just. I just released it. You know. Not many eyes have seen it. So I um,
0: love how he's plugging his book, right? Yeah. Now. <laughs> so uh, so you know
2: the the book is the book is 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 in this parvenu stage. How did I do?
0: Almost. The book is... I guess the book is a noun.
2: Right. You would be the parvenu. I would be a parvenu. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. All right. I'm... Actually...
0: No, I mean, you've, you've gained your wealth and power because... Associated through your... Actually, you would be a parvenu for sure. Okay, yeah, you, know, you were like ninety percent
2: there. Okay, yeah, 90 percent. is That's pretty good. That's an it's a. a. It's a B. It's a B, it's a B plus. Uh, it, was no, it was a B. It was a, B. B. It was a B, B when we were growing up. I think it's actually an A now. <laughs> it's probably an A. I
0: don't know, Justin. How how are how are those grading scales? It's, an a. An, a. Oh, it's a. an a. I got it. A. 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 Okay, you got an A. Parvenu. Mm. There you go. You can use that moving forward. Par-venue. I will. I will try my best. There's a. It's a rooted in French. Okay. Um. All right. Where are they? Cool. So my next uh, little jump for you is. I've got this segment called Culture Hub. Okay. And it's where I explore, and I'm only my audience should know what Culture Hub is, but let me explain it to you. It's where I celebrate cultures around the world and through travel, food, human culture, dynamic, et cetera. So two stories that I read that I think are pretty awesome. You would love this one and can totally relate to it, and I'll explain why. A man randomly threw a Super Bowl party for the homeless three years ago, and now he's hosting 15 across the entire country. Mm. How dope is
2: that? Super dope.
0: Like, how dope is that? Like, you just randomly decided to host a Super Bowl party for homeless people, and now, three years later, you've got this franchise across the country. I love it. Isn't that great? I love it. Love it. Like, Alan and I, so Alan and I have, again, talk about synergy. Um, We're both about our community. Yep. Like, hardcore about our community. You've got your programs. I've got mine. We support each other. Alan's out there mentoring young boys yep in prince william county that's right um and my boys yeah for sure you know it's funny brandy a mutual friend on facebook that's uh, for the christmas feeding that i do alan donated and brandy saw and she's like damn alan be on everybody's page Alan be donating everywhere <laughs> he's like you know
2: uh, not to everybody not to everybody
0: <laughs> but i appreciate that because you have supported my my christmas service for the last three four years um, so yeah I love it like he's doing these Super Bowl parties across the country for homeless people and I think that's just dope like when you're able to live outside yourself yep. you, for, for me that personifies that greatness right where you realize that there are so many people with needs that you and I can enjoy every day yep. you know
2: uh, Kobe talked about legacy um, and he said for him greatness and legacy was about how many people you affect right and people there's so many lanes that you can affect people. Like, yours is feeding the homeless. Like, we know every Christmas is going right. to be that. Ours, mine's is mentoring. Right. Um, everyone's got this lane. They're just not, they, they, some people just want something to be grander and greater when it just started with one party. His started with one, ho- one Super Bowl one party. One Super Bowl party. And then it went to 15, but he didn't, he couldn't get to 15 until he had to one, Right. So there's someone out there, one of your listeners right now, who is who's trying to affect the world when you don't need to just affect. Start with affecting your neighbor. Right. Start with affecting someone in your church. Start with affecting someone that you pass by on the street or that little kid that needs some help or whatever you can provide. And God's going to meet you in that space and he's going to blow it up. But you got to honor where he wants you to be right now. So I I love that.
0: I also feel like it's you know that passion like you and I have I feel innately have that passion and that need really to serve our people that's like right. it is I I know without a shadow of a doubt that that's my purpose is to help people like no serve um, I, I, don't, I feel incomplete when I'm not in a position to be able to do that and I, I man yeah talk about just impacting your community so I thought that was a really cool story no, that's dope and then uh, Akon Akon y'all Akon has a city in senegal called akon city the dude's
2: got a city the
0: dude's got a city like a legit city uh in senegal he just signed the dotted line with the president of the country and i mean talk about a guy who grew up in jersey you know his main enterprise hub is in atlanta shout out to a town uh, but yeah this this hub this city and not 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 a hub but just a city Will be a hub for IT development, business development, and just kind of celebrating entrepreneurship, technology, all those things. But I didn't know this dude had nine kids. Wow. Nine children. Did you know that?
2: No, did not.
0: Nine kids. And, uh, yeah, he's got nine kids. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, what you been doing with your time? Yeah, you know what he been doing? Nine children. Um, But he's got, you know, he's got a clothing line. Obviously, he's got his music. He's got... A whole bunch of investments, and then of course now, Acon City, a city, a city.
2: When are you gonna get your city? And what would yeah. you call? And what would you call it? The Beehive. The Beehive. The
0: Beehive. And where, where? Where would it be? It would probably be in Cuba. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Cuba is so. It, it, there's so much need there, right, for infrastructure and technology, and I mean, my country is suffering. And to be in such close proximity to the US, I think it's, it, that's, it makes it so much more possible to make some really great things happen there. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually might need your help. There's a house I've been wanting to buy in, in Cuba for, oh my God, forever. But I need to repatriate myself in order to qualify um, to even start the process of home ownership there. But uh, yeah, I would probably go to Cuba. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, at least I would start there okay. and kind of inject the economy in whichever way I could, you mm. know, building infrastructure and, and um, systems and just opportunity, you know. The, the idea, again, that Cuba's 90 miles away right? and they're so far removed from how you and I live, it's mm. mind-boggling
2: to me. I want to go to Cuba with you.
0: Yeah, let's do it. I for do. For sure, let's I, do it. I want to check it out. Yeah. There's so much opportunity there. I mean, I've got a couple of close friends who have repatriated themselves in order to buy
2: property there. Hey, listen, I, I think it's I a, know you would. It's a good opportunity. Yeah, let's you know do I mean? it. If you want to buy, buy low. Yeah, buy low. Uh,
0: so yeah, Akon City in Senegal. Uh, it's 2,000 acre land and it was gifted to him actually by the president of Senegal. Yep.
2: <laughs> gifted.
0: Gifted to him. Talk about station and position <clears throat> and using your using your legacy to be able to just do things. Um, the new city will also trade exclusively in his own digital cash currency.
2: And that's yeah. next
0: level. That's next level. Okay. Next level. I understand that Kobe left a two billion dollar uh fortune for his family. Mm. Two billion dollars
2: at forty one. And it still won't replace him?
0: No, of course not. No. Like there's no dollar amount that'll replace Kobe and Gigi and That's right. No, for sure. Um okay so on my wish list, B's wish list it's kind of all over the place today, but I'm going to share with you my seven things and then you share with me what you got on your wish list. Actually, okay. I'm going to defer to you since you're my guest.
1: Okay.
0: I like to share with my audience, like, it could be, this is kind of a comedic relief, like, anything that's anything that you wish for. It could be, like, the silliest thing. It could be something serious that we could actually consider and yeah. think about. But real quick.
2: What is on my wish list? What's on list? your wish list? Give me your um, top three. My wish list would be to be able to dunk. Ooh. Um. So every year I how tall are you? You're like I'm um, 6'4 Six, four. six four. So, um, but every year past forty, my goal to is to prove to myself that I'm still athletic. So I'm 44 now. So can I dunk? At Wait the a second. 44? Why'd you say that?
0: I'm nowhere near your age.
2: Uh, well, you're not. No, you started. You're Doogie Howser. That's like, right. You're, you're, <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I think I came in five years after you. Did, you. You. Okay. you did. You so
2: did. You came clear. in at twelve. That's You right. came into college at twelve. Um, but, <laughs> but to be to be able to be able to dunk, um, man, my wish list would be to slow time down with my girls. Like they are getting so fast, big, so fast, and they went from little girl to sass and like mm-hmm. that, like that, right? Um, and then my last would be to um, man. What else was on my wish list? Um, sell a hundred million dollars worth of real estate. Um, it's a hundred million. What are you at right 100 now? A hundred million. Last year we sold sixty three million. You're it, you're you're like you're almost there, bro. Well, yeah, we got to grow. You got to grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah we got to grow. So you know, um, and then also the book, you know, for people to grab the book and to enjoy the book. All the proceeds, I didn't know, I didn't tell you all the proceeds to go to our foundation, uh, which is the mentoring program. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, uh, getting that into people's hands and people enjoying it that that's that's on my wish list too.
0: Love it. Uh, So here's my wish list. I wish that time could stop, so we could really see and absorb the big picture. We're we're moving so fast, and Mm -hmm. life happens so fast, your girls are growing up so fast. Mm -hmm. So not just slow down, but if there were an opportunity to literally just make time stop, and you're able to get a 360 view of everything, and then snap it back on, and then you can move on knowing, or having absorbed and Process all that information that you got while time stood still. wouldn't that be kind of dope? Yeah, yeah. Um, I wish men would be honest about their feelings with respect to fatherhood, relationships, love, insecurities, all that good stuff. Hmm. yeah, I've got you know, I've got three brothers, God bless them and my dad. and most of my closest friends are are men, Martin, right. you know Martin's like Martin's like my my brother, you. Um, I just wish men would embrace that a little more, for mm. everyone's sake. Mm. Um, for their sake, for for your sake first, yeah. But everyone else, I think everyone else could benefit from that. Oh no doubt. Yeah. Um, I really wish we could have seen Gigi's crown sit high and bright. Wow. As long as as well as the other young ladies, mm-hmm. who were her teammates, like she was so beautiful, beautiful, and she owned hers. Like she owned hers, and I. The The pictures that I love most are when she's, like, looking up at her dad mm-hmm. and just looking at him for everything, for that love, that security, and I don't mean to get all choked up, but, again, I see so much of myself in her when I was 13. Yeah. Um, And he just looked at her back with that, I got you, baby, yeah. like, yeah. I got you. Um. I wish women would own our queendom with much more authority. Um, I think that we sometimes get caught up in our own feelings. Right. Um, I wish TMZ was shut down. <laughs> like I'm, I've, I've never been a TMZ fan, but even after this last situation, yeah. I feel like they crossed the line. They did. I mean, they've crossed the line so many other times, but in this case, in this case, like they really crossed the line. No doubt about it. Yeah. Um, so to make money off of people's grief and off of people's Vulnerable moments is so I feel like that's just so dirty. No. Um I wish communication was simple and understanding more actionable. Say that say again. I wish communication was simple and understanding more actionable. Mm. Mm. Um I wish people would put their phone down when spending time with others. Wow. I really struggle with that. I mean not me putting my phone down, but I, I really struggle with other people not doing it. It's My mom has a rule at the house where when
2: we're at the dinner table and the whole family's down. there, phone's down. That's smart. There was a, uh, I,
1: can I saw you, I can a quote that said, make um, put phone the
2: phones have replaced our calculators, our, our clocks, you our down. daily planners. Don't let
0: it replace your family too. You your right. It's it's. I've been around people who, I can make you, put your phone you know, I've been around people, inclusive of family members, who are on that phone when we're spending very intentional intimate time mm-hmm. and it may that may be your thing and that's cool but it ta- I feel as though it takes away from that moment that we're living because guess what we'll never get that moment back No, at all you won't at all like we'll never get that moment back we won't be able to recreate it we, we're we just not gonna get that moment back um, sure there are times when you have to pick up your phone and I get it but I don't know I just feel like we've gotten so far away from that eye contact yep And that mutual respect and that valuing or that valuation of that time, that moment. Like, I'm very much about being in my present moment. Um, And I wish honesty weren't so elusive. Those are my seven things on my wish list this week. (laughs) I like it.
2: No car? No, like, no trip somewhere?
0: Um... For sure. Yeah, of course. There's we, always like material things on my wish list. <laughs> yeah, there's like I wish I could move into D.C. like in the next. Maybe I just need to bring you on board for like I I want to move into D.C. in the next six months. Move yeah,
2: moving. to And, you know, here's the funny thing is we I bought an apartment building in D.C. Mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about keeping it and it actually will be would be a good place for you to be uh, near Catholic University. Oh, really? Good mm-hmm. area. Um, not something super big. Um, is it built out? Uh, we are starting to do the renovation now, yeah, okay. so it'll, it'll it'll probably be ready in six months. It yeah. better be ready in six months.
0: For sure. Yeah, let me know. Yep. Um, yes, yeah, so that's on my wish list.
2: I like it. Yeah.
0: So, you guys, I'm so glad that you guys came out and hung out with us today. Alan, I'm so glad that you took the time. Look, y'all, I was, last week I was like, Alan, I got to record my next episode. It's been a couple of weeks. I was like, are you good on Friday? He's like, bet. So I'm so thankful that you took the time away from... Your business and all your other obligations on a Friday.
2: I got to see you. I got to see my brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm going to work out on campus. I called you nephew early. I'm sorry. I meant brother-in-law. That's all. He feel he he mm-hmm. know he know what time it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, awesome to see you. Um, excited. You about, look amazing. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you. Um, excited about what God's doing in your life. I appreciate that. Step into it. You know, yeah. don't, don't, don't don't enjoy the process. Don't. I be do. Ch-
0: God is so good, man. Like I I wake up every day like thank you, like today's a, my prayer always internally and even sometimes outwardly is, thank you for giving us another opportunity to do it right and do it better. That's right. And really have that impact to live in that space, at least for me, you know, not everyone's space is that, but I'm thankful for the opportunity to do that every day. So um, you guys know that I leave you all with a closing thought, but before I do, I wanna take a couple of seconds to um, mention the names of the nine people who lost their lives, because I, I, I've, like many of us, I've just been so shaken by this, and people are so caught up with Kobe and Gigi because they were celebrities, if you will, but the other seven people are equally important. Like, no life is less than, uh, simply because we didn't know who they were. So, um, John Altobelli and Carrie Altobelli, Alyssa Altobelli, Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, Christian Mauser, and the pilot Ara. Zobayan, in addition to Kobe and Gigi Bryant. So we ask that God keep their families in peace and a place of not necessarily understanding, but a place of of peace and healing Mm. through through whatever that process is for them. But that uh, we respect their privacy and that, again, they are able to at some point come to that place of being able to say thank you, God, no matter what. Mm. So I will leave you with this thought for the day. And this was something that Kobe said that resonated with me and something that I practice daily. I know that Alan does too. Um, And that is the most important thing is to try and inspire people so that they can be great at whatever they want to do. So I'll leave you with that charge. Go out there and be great yourselves. Inspire people to do what they're missioned to do. If you can help in any little way, it could be a phone call, it could be a text, it could be... um, the conversation that offers clarity. It could be literally a a lunch date that cheers them on and says, hey, you can do this, you got this. Whatever it is that you can do to inspire somebody to be the greater version or the greatest version of themselves, I challenge and I charge you to go out there and do that. Not just today when you're listening to this or tomorrow, but make it part of of your purpose. So with that, I'm your girl, B, your host, Bren Herrera. I'm so glad that you guys hung out with me. Follow us on Instagram, Live at the Hive podcast. You can also get all the show notes on my website, houseofbren.com or brenherera.com. You can download the podcast wherever you get your shows. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Google Play. I'm on Apple Music. We are working on SoundCloud. Leave a review because that is what will help my show grow. And please follow Alan Johnson. Pick up his book, Fifty Things Your Real Estate Agent Should Tell You But Probably Won't. Alan, tell my folks where they can find you.
2: Uh, you can find the book on Amazon. You can find me on Instagram, The Nova Real Estate Guy. The Nova Real Estate Guy. And, um, yo, just thanks, bro. Appreciate it. Love your audience. Love you. I'm just, just super excited about everything we're about to do that in 2020. 2020, baby.
0: Bente bente. Alright people. Love y'all much. Until the next one. Be good. Man. Guys,
1: you know it's uh I can't believe how fast 20 years went by. I mean, this is crazy. This is absolutely crazy, and uh, you know, to be standing here at center court with you guys, my teammates behind me, and uh, appreciating all this, you know, the journey that we've been on. You know, we've been through our ups and been through our downs, and uh, I think the most important part is that we all stayed together throughout. You know, I grew up, I grew up a diehard, I mean a die-hard Laker fan. Die hard. I mean, I knew, knew everything about every player that's ever played here. So to be drafted and then traded to this organization and to spend 20 years here, I mean, you can't, you can't write something better than this. And I'm more, proud, I'm more proud of the fact that not about the championships, but about the down years because we didn't run. We didn't run, we played through all that stuff, and we got our championships, and we did it the right way. And uh, all I can do here is just thank you guys. Thank you guys for all the years of support. Thank you guys for all the motivation. Thank you for all the inspiration. And uh, you know, what's funny, (laughs) the thing that had me cracking up all night long was the fact that I go through 20 years of everybody screaming to pass the ball. Then on the last night, they're like, don't pass it. (laughs) This has been been absolutely beautiful, you guys. I can't believe it's come to an end. Um, You guys will always be in my heart. And uh, I sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. No words can describe how I feel about you guys. And uh, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. God, I love you guys. And uh, I love you guys, and uh, my family, to my family, my wife Vanessa, our daughter's Natalia and Gianna, you know, thank you guys for all your sacrifice, you know, for all the hours I spent in the gym working and training, and Vanessa, you holding down the family the way that you have. I, I, I can't, there's no way that I can thank you enough for that. So yeah, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And. Uh, What can I say? Mamba out.
0: This podcast is fueled by copious amounts of espresso.